Welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. This is Susie. Don't forget to go check out our blog where we post all the books that we talk about and sometimes some cute pictures. And that is libraryoverload.home.blog. And then also check us out on Instagram where we're a bit more active and love to chat with you guys. And we are just Library Overload there. Welcome, welcome, guys. We are getting all caught up this week on what we've been reading. Yes, we have had a change of schedule. I know we talked about having Gobi on this week, but some scheduling conflicts, we are going to have to rearrange that. So we'll have them on in a couple weeks. So today we are going to catch up on what we've been reading. Yes, y'all know that I went on a couple of trips, and so I'm just Catching y'all up on what I read while I was in the car for 74,000 years. I wish I could read while in the car, but I get so car sick. I can't even, like, look at my phone to, in the car. I have to, like, be looking out. I am incredibly thankful that I don't get car sick because I would lose my mind. <laughs> I, I cannot stand being in a car, like, for more than, like, half an hour. I hate road trips. Perhaps Um, you should fly more. Chris is scared of flying. Perhaps you should change in your husband for one that is not (laughs) scared of flying. Excuse me, I would like to return this one. This one is defective. Can I have a (laughs) refund? Well, I did tell him, though. I was like, because the trip to Maine literally took 20 hours to get there. Um, and I told him, I told him, I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like, if I had the option to fly back uh-huh. home, I would. I would pay all of the dollars all of to the dollars. never, ever do this again. And he was like, no, it was really rough. And I was like, you're right. You are right. Really, what you should do is send him on a road trip with me. Because I have a bladder the size of a pea. <laughs> and I have to stop, like, every two hours. And so road trips are insufferable (laughs) for people that are with me. We were coming back from the beach once, and it was me and my sister in the van. And the boys had just fallen asleep. And they were maybe, so this was before, so they were maybe four. And they had just fallen asleep. We'd been in the car for hours. And I said, oh, my gosh, I have to pee. And she looked at me, and she said, I dare you to have to pee. She said, I am not stopping this van until we get home. So you need to suck it up. <laughs> I know. It was hysterical. She was not waking those kids up. I um I took a road trip with your husband last year. And he was like, wow, it's been four hours and you haven't asked to be. <laughs> I was like, I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, it's pretty bad. It's it's typically every two hours that I'm stopping. Um, That's terrible. Yeah. The, the longest time I've spent with you in a car is a two-hour, like, mini road trip. So, like, I, I think I'd, I would lose my mind if we had to. Yeah. My parents, you know, they live about two hours away. And by the time I get to their house, I'm dying. I was like, I, I can't talk to anyone. I've got to run in and go to the bathroom first. My God. Ridiculous. Um. Okay. Get that investigated, but you know. (laughs) Well, we've got lots of books to catch up on. I've got, uh, so yes, I'm very excited. Yes. 
Before Dang we it, go- I wasn't going to say excited. Ugh. You did so well. You're you haven't been stupid. I know. You, you did it so up. well. <laughs> you did so well, and you didn't mention that you were excited about this episode. And I was like, yes, we're not going to do it this episode. And then I said it. And You're the worst. I screwed it all up. Fix your life. Get it together. It's my bad. My bad, guys. So sorry. <laughs> all right. I am going to start with a book that Susie has not shut up about since the dawn of time. We took but it break. won an Oscar. It was so good it won an Oscar, Tavia. It hasn't been made into a movie yet. Tavia, we did our book Oscars. Oh. Be better. <laughs> Apparently we both suck. That's fine. <laughs> I will never let you live that down. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things that we've ever done. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? It was so long ago. The Rona <laughs> happened. It's like a whole different lifetime away. I know. It's been a hundred years. It's been 87 years. I did my waiting. <laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> Please, tell us more. (laughs) We took a break, and I was finally able to get to The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor. Imagine just a stadium full of people without the Rona cheering. That's what I'm, that's what's going on in my head. (laughs) Oh, that is funny. But it was very good. Uh, We've talked about it before. It's about Evelyn, who is a starlet in the 60s and she has been married seven times and then she becomes an old lady and she's looking back on her life and I love it. I knew it was perfect for you the moment I read it. And so she decides to tell Monique, who is an up-and-coming journalist and no one else, her story and she tells about the loves of her life or the real love of her life, her seven husbands, you know, what happened during her, her lifetime and why she chose Monique. And that's fascinating. It was completely How bad. about that twist? Yeah, that was cray. Yeah. I was like thinking that she was going to be some sort of like relative somehow in the woodwork. And mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. So. Yeah, it was nuts. But it was really good. It was very like Elizabeth Taylor-esque feeling. Yeah. But it was just, I don't know, her writing is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. There's a quote, it was something about, it's a hard business reconciling what used to be with what is now. Mm. And I thought that that was really cool. That is a good one. going to happen versus what's really happening. Mm -hmm. And I hope they make it a movie as well and give it an Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) I wish someone would give that poor book an Oscar. Yes, I completely agree. Although I would be a little nervous if they made it into a movie because, like, I love it so, so much that I'm going to be terrified that they're going to screw it up somehow. So I just don't know. They're working on Daisy Jones now. I'm very excited about that. Although I'm already pissed with who they've cast as Daisy. I don't like it. I just don't know if they could have done anybody... It was already a name and it be. That's true. Like, I don't know if they could have found anybody 
who's Daisy in my head. So, I mean, true. Very true. But yes, I, I don't know. But anyway, Susan, I have finally read this book. I'm so proud. Yes. And I can check it off the list. Yes. <laughs> I've only owned it for 97 years. <laughs> but it was really good. I just, I, I really enjoyed it. It, it. It's beautiful. I cried. Crocodile tears, really. Several times. Oh, I just rough moments. I, I I was looking back at when you were texting me, and I found the one, and you texted it to me because I had texted it to you, and it was the note from Evelyn to someone she loved. And I was like, please never forget that the sun rises and sets with your smile. At least to me, it does. You're the only thing on this planet worth worshiping. God, what a love. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I need to promptly and with a quickness read the rest of Taylor Jenkins Reid's novels. I know. I own two others by her and yeah. have not yet read them. And I'm mad at myself. And every time I'm like, hmm, what should I read now? I'm like, Taylor Jenkins Reid. And then I don't. And then I'm mad at myself. So I wonder how her enormous brain fits in her head because it's just brilliant. I know. So brilliant. How does she do it? I know. Um, I desperately cannot wait for what she puts out next because like Daisy Jones and Evelyn Hugo are both very strong women and they're both kind of like, you know, Daisy was in the seventies and Evelyn is in, she's, we start with her in the forties and go for like, how does she write such perfectly unique, beautiful, strong women in such totally different ways? Like, my God. I would love to meet her, have a glass of wine with her, marry her, all of it. I do believe she is already married, so you cannot have that honor. Well, I'm married too. Sacrifices will have to be made. I don't know. (laughs) I'll let Chris know. But yes, that was the very first book I picked up when we took our break. I was like, finally, I'm going to do it because I didn't have any pressure to have to read anything else. Yeah. Susie, you know, I, you, I know you had already talked about it. Um, so I hadn't read it for a long time because you had already mentioned it. Right. So it had just been sitting and collecting the dust of time. I'm so glad that you liked it. How many stars did you give it? Five. Yes, I gave it five too. I would have given it more stars if I had the option. That's funny. You get a star and you get a star. Everybody gets stars. <laughs> All right. Um, my first book that I will talk about is Girl Gone Viral by Alicia Rye. R-A-I. Rye? Bray? Rye? Yeah. Okay. So this is the same Arthur. Arthur Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know why that tickled me so. <laughs> so this is the same author that did The Right Swipe, which was that mm-hmm. uh, romancy that I really, really enjoyed um, several months ago. And so Girl Gone Viral came out this year, finally got a chance to read it. Um, this is kind of similar to how Jasmine Guillory writes. Uh, remember how, so she wrote The Wedding Date and then one person from the previous book will take over the next book. So this is how Alicia Ray is doing it. Ray. Rye. 
I'm going to have to look that up. So, Girl Gone Viral is following the lead character's best friend. So, Katrina King had something very traumatic happen to her. And it kind of made her almost a hermit. So, she's been working through things the past few years. And she's finally able to... Uh, take long car rides. She's able to go to one specific coffee shop that's near her house. She's she's worked through the trauma enough to where she's finally comfortable doing very, a very limited amount of things. So one day she goes to this coffee shop and she's just chilling. Well, it's kind of busy. So a guy comes and he's like, hey, can I sit at your table? Uh, they end up talking a little bit. He asks her out. and She very nicely, you know, lets him down. Not really looking for anything. It's fine. Well, a few days later, she has gone viral on Twitter because the person sitting next to their table was live tweeting their meet cute and took like side pictures like real slyly uh-huh. and was like oh my god they he asked her out oh my god like and then at one point he had gone to the restroom and the woman that was live tweeting just said that they both went to the bathroom together and was like being real weird so yeah so she's she is now trending on Twitter. Her face isn't shown, but if you know her, you can tell by her profile that that's who it is. So she and her bodyguard run away to his cabin in the woods to hide. So it's it's just it's very cute. It's it's a get I'm really loving how romances are, at least the newer ones, are starting to be more than just a romance. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with an actual person with actual problems and not just always perfect and on point and all that. Yes, I'm loving it. So I loved seeing Katrina's trauma and how she's working through it and all of that. And then... Her uh, bodyguard, his name is Jas, and he is so, so dreamy. Um, And he's just, you know, he's the very strong, protective guy that wants her to be strong on her own, but he's there to help her when she falls. And it's just, it's, it's lovely. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Awesome. Well, I am going to chat next about Jane Austen Ruined My Life by Beth. Patillo. Patillo. I can't wait to hear about this one. It's super cute. My grandmother gave me this book. Aww. Yeah, I was very excited because she knows I love Jane Austen. And she read it and thought it was super, super cute. And it's what prompted her to read Sense and Sensibility. Which is love. Um, it is about Emma Grant. She is a literature professor. She's a minister's daughter. It's a very chaste book. It's kind of like like a not a religious type book, but there's kind of religious overtones in it. But anyway, she discovers her husband in bed with another woman. Oh no. I'm dumb. And she is a literature professor, so she has studied and specializes in Jane Austen. And she said Jane Austen ruined her life because she set her up for a romance that was unattainable. 
And she was disappointed when she found out that her husband, whom she was in love with, was sleeping with someone else. Mm-hmm. She decides to... There's a couple of other things that happen, and so her husband was also a professor at the same university. So she's having to leave the university, go somewhere else. She decides to go to England. She's actually invited there by this older lady who leads what is called the Jane Austen society. And it's apparently a group of women who protect the letters of Jane Austen so that the public doesn't get them because they have secrets in them. Oh, yes. So they send her, she wants to see the letters so she could write a book about it. And they don't want her to see the letters before she's ready. So they like send her on this mission and she goes to different places in Jane Austen's life throughout England. So she goes to her childhood home. She goes to the place where she got the little cottage towards the end of her life. She goes to Bath where she spent a good deal of time. And so all of the locations are places that were significant to Jane Austen. Uh And it's really, really cool. And then at the end of it, they decide whether they're going to let her join the society or not, whether she's trustworthy with the letters. Um, And she meets a guy in London that she had known previously uh-huh. And it was really instead of jumping straight into a romance with him, she's like, you know what? I really need to be me right now. I need to be my own person. So I like this. I like where this is going, but I- I'm going to be on my own for now because I'm uh-huh. just coming out of this. I need to be myself. And I loved that. How many romances do that? Yeah. So it was just, it was cool. But the descriptions of all of the places that Jane Austen had been, the bookstore that she frequented in London, just Ooh. all of this cool stuff um, that was still, the bookstore's still there. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and so for a Jane Austen fan, it was like the Holy Grail of reading yeah. because it described all of these places and I actually didn't know some of the stuff about her. That's cool. Um, and obviously some of the stuff is made up. Uh, of the stuff that's apparently hidden, the secrets that are hidden in the letters. But it's it was just, it was fun. It was really cutesy. That sounds fun. All Jane Austen fans should definitely check it out. That sounds really, really cute. I have a girlfriend that uh, was able to go to England, and she said that um, it was either the library or a museum, and she was able to read some of Jane Ant. Uh, Jane Austen's like handwritten mm-hmm. notes and things like that. Yeah, she there's a she... museum there. I think it's a <sighs> maybe it's the Victorian Albert. I can't remember, but she talks about it. Emma talks about it when she's there. She goes and visits it, and they have like her little bed desk thing that like you sit on the bed. Yeah, like, right on. Um, they had that, and her letters like laid out, and you could see her actual handwriting and stuff. And it was so really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, I would love to do that. Super, super cool. Okay. My next one is a nonfiction that just recently came out in May of this year. So this is Officer Clemens by Dr. Francois Clemens. Officer Clemens was the policeman on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Oh. And after the past few years, it's kind of been like a an uprising of Mr. Rogers, everything. So books have come out, 
the documentary about him, the movie. Like, so it's been like a Mr. Rogers era. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, well, I spent a whole lot of my life with him. So I'm going to write a book too. But this is, it's only partially about his friendship and his start on television with Mr. Rogers. It's more about him and his family him coming to terms with his life and things like that. So it, it begins as a child in Alabama and there's so much family trauma. They end up having to leave Alabama because of their, they were so poor that they lived in these, uh, these kind of just pitiful cabins there and at one point there was so much rain and flooding that they were forced to leave and they ended up walking miles and miles and miles to relocate to somewhere else. Like that's just how poor they were. And so he was, it starts in Alabama. It follows his family and him growing up, um, him kind of coming to terms with his sexuality in a in a very, very religious environment. And then going to school for music, he really becomes this wonderful, classically trained singer. That's when he meets Mr. Rogers, uh, is on the show. And it just, it kind of, it spans like 40 years of his life. And yes. And so it's just, it, it's about, the personal choices and decisions that kind of got him from childhood to where he is now, um, which is this like kind of revered musical professor. And it, it was just, it was really neat. He, he has had an incredibly sad life and it kind of left me wanting more, like wanting to know, like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Like, can, are are you happy? Like, cause he has had a pretty tragic life. So his mother and him and his sister all had to run away from their father because their father was a drunk and ended up trying to kill their mom. So they had to run away. And then, so that was of course traumatic. And then his sister died at a young age, very traumatic he was gay in a very religious environment, which don't have to say it, but which is very, very rough for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he gets on television with Mr. Rogers. And this was, I can't remember if it was the 70s or the 80s when Mr. Rogers' neighborhood started. But it was, it was you know, years ago. And... When Francois was going out to gay bars and things like that, and Mr. Rogers found out about it, he basically said to Francois, I get it, but if you want to continue on the path that you're wanting musically, your career, things like that, no one wants to watch a gay man. And so Francois took it to heart, married a woman. And was kind of just stuck in this unhappy place for a long time. And so it's just, it's really heartbreaking. Um, Beautifully written. You can tell that he's very musical, just the way he writes. It's very lyrical. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was just, it was incredibly sad and I didn't expect it to be. And so that was like that. I just, you know, when you go into something, not thinking it's going to be sad that it is and you're not prepared for it. I was just like, Ooh, that was a lot. But I did come out of it just like, are you okay? Do you need a hug? Like, I wish I could make things better for you. Just, Mm -hmm. he had a really rough life. So, yeah, I really want to look into and find him and kind of see where he is in life now. Because it was, it was kind of sad. I know. Well, I'm going to completely go in a crazy opposite direction from that. I always do that. That's fine. Yes. I read... The Shadows Between Us by Trisha Levenseller, who is the same author as The Daughter of the Pirate King. Oh, okay. I was like, mm, that sounds familiar. Yep. This is her new fantasy. It came out February 25th of this year. And it is a standalone. Nice. Yes. So this is the first sentence of this book. It just blew me away. And I texted to you oh. immediately. It was, they never found the body of the first and only boy who broke my heart. And they never will. I remember you sending that to me. And I was like, what is this book? Yeah. <laughs> I must read it. It's like, whoa, where do you go from there? I know. <laughs> but it's about Alessandra. And she is tired of being overlooked. And she has a plan to gain power. Number one, she's going to woo the Shadow King. Number two, she's going to marry him. And number three... She's going to kill him and take his kingdom. Yeah, that's a good, solid list. It's a solid Mm -hmm. plan, right? So she gets herself invited to court. This is set. It's semi-medieval-ish, semi-renaissance-ish. But he's newly crowned. He's younger, and his parents have been murdered. And so Alessandra, at this point, is not the only one trying to kill him. Of course. Yeah. They kind of come together, and he has no desire to get married, but he sees what she can provide for him. So they kind of form a fake courtship. Okay. So that she can help him and he can help her. Fake dating always works. Yes, yes, yes. Especially Mm -hmm. when there's magic powers involved. Yeah. Because the Shadow King has shadows that he can control. Ooh. Yeah. He sounds like Asriel. Yeah, kind of. I can see that. So it's about figuring out who killed her parent or who killed his parents, what, you know, he can do to help her, what she can do to help him. And she is very promiscuous. So she has had a slew of lovers by the time she gets to the king. Okay. She's decided that first boy, he broke her heart. She's never going to let it happen again. Sure. So, in this world, if that came out, she would kind of be chastised, but it's about the king accepting that from her, and Mm -hmm. the message being that women should be able to do whatever they want with their bodies. It should be no different than the way men behave. Oh, you're damn right. And I loved that. Yes. They also had gay characters where it wasn't like a thing. It wasn't the, the, the point. It was just normal. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that as well. Um, Love that. It was like we're normalizing it. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed that. And normalizing the like the whole you know stigma of a woman's virtue. Well, right. You know, the men can go and do whatever they want. The sure. women can't. And the king was like, "Yeah, no, that's not the way I think. I think, 
you know, whatever. So when the king accepts it, more people are going to accept it. Sure. So it's about her, you know, at first guarding her secrets, but then coming to understand that maybe I shouldn't kill this man. Maybe he's kind of all right, you know, and, and how that all goes down. Get you that king, girl. Yeah. So it was really good. It was really cute. It is a standalone, so it was completely wrapped up at the end. Love. And it had intrigue and magic and romance. And I loved it. Do you own this? No, I borrowed it ebook okay. from the library. Okay. I was like, if you got it, I'll borrow it. But if it's library, beautiful. Yes, and it didn't have a long wait when I got nice. it. So you should be able to download it and, and read it pretty And it wasn't too big either, so it was nice. But it was just, I don't know, that first line was just killer. You know when a yeah. book starts out like that, it's going to be good Love stuff. it. Love first lines of books. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Awesome. Okay, well then I just have a couple I've already mentioned or talked about before, but I did read them, so just wanted to bring them up. I finally finished the Dark artifices by cassandra clare's series so the queen of air and darkness finally got through it um they are very big they are very big well my issue with it not was not that it was big but because one of the characters at the very beginning of the book made a terrible decision and i could not deal with him and so i had to like find myself and That's like why you haven't read the second outlander book isn't it because you were mad i i was mad but not at a character but at uh the author <laughs> but yes i was very upset with someone's decision and i had to kind of just make my peace with it things do end up the way that i wanted them to though i think but yeah a whole whole lot of stuff happens in this book but I did enjoy it. I need to get it back to Caitlin. I've had it for a month. I have one of them here at my house. The oh, Lord did of she Shadows, leave it there? That's no, the she's let one. me borrow it. I just haven't got oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll take it to you. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally got through it. Because, of course, she's writing more and more stuff. And so, mm-hmm. ugh. She is very prolific. Yeah, she keeps That's another writing. person who, your brain, how does it... I know. However, though, she does stick in the same world. I would be very interested to see, like, once she finally decides to start writing something Mm -hmm. totally different, how that would be. But, yes, big fan of Cassandra Clare. I I enjoyed it. I cannot wait for her series with Alec and Magnus to finish so that I can read that because I love them. They're probably my favorite. And then... Uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So Chris and I uh, listened to it as an audiobook all the way down to Florida and loved it. Chris was such a big fan of listening to it. Uh, so we've been, we're working through uh, Prisoner of Azkaban right now. Oh, Yeah. Loving rereading it. Uh, so I own like the illustrated copy. So I'm actually like reading the illustrated and it's Aww. so beautiful. Just got to a picture of a uh, Grindelow last night. And so I was just like, wow, so cool. But yes, thoroughly enjoying rereading them. I don't think there's any other comfort food better than Harry Potter. So Yeah, um, it is true. It's something that you can always go back to and just feel like going home. Yeah. Hogwarts is always there to welcome you home. 
But <laughs> uh, this is Chris's first time reading them, though, so it's Aww. been so fun. Uh, there are certain characters that are never mentioned in the movies, like Peeves the Poltergeist and mm-hmm. things like that. And so Chris is like, wow, I don't remember this in the, mo- in the movies. I'm like, that's because he's not in there, bud. You just... You just wait. It gets better. But yes, I can wait. Yes. I can't wait for him to keep going and like learn more and more. There's so much backstory in the book. So yes, loving going through them with Chris. And I believe Jim Dale is the narrator of most of them now, but they have done a series on a podcast or, or, Spotify or something where some of the actors from the movie are reading it. So like they're yeah, uh, Harry or Harry Potter, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe read the first chapter of Chamber of Secrets, and you can listen to it, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, they've had different actors doing um, different chapters. I did see that. And speaking of the narrator Jim Dale, he is actually in uh, the Book of World Records for voicing the most characters oh, at, like cool. ever for a series. Cause he, and he says how he keeps them all separate. Cause he literally had a voice for every single character. And he says he ripped, he gets a little snippet of him reading something as that character. And so when he has to come back and be this character after a long time, he'll go back and listen to it until he gets back in that mindset and can oh, do it. Cool. It was a really neat because when we were listening to it, we thought it was one of the actors because it sounded just like one of the actors. I can't remember who. So I was reading into it. It was not. But I did find out some fun like fun facts about him. I like so that was really the behind neat. Behind the scenes stuff. Oh, yeah, me too. Well, we've read some good stuff. We've been yes. all over. Yes, we sure have. But yeah, I am super excited to keep reading different stuff. We've got a different kind of structure coming the next few months for the podcast. And I, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be a good couple of months. So very excited. (laughs) I said it. I know I've said it like three times and every time I'm more and more disappointed in myself. You're the worst. (laughs) Well, we are very pleased to be able to do what we do. Yes. And always the things that we've got planned. Yes. Happy about it. (laughs) We do have RJ Jacobs coming back on next week. That'll be a fun one. We're going to be reading and discussing his second book. That is Somewhere in the Dark. Somewhere in the Dark. RJ Jacobs. It is out now in hardback. Please check that out before we get to talk to him. So excited about having him back on the podcast. Yes. Very, very excited. All right. all right guys all right well we will talk to you later Bye. bye